And welcome to episode number 80 of Lime Ninja Radio. I am your host, McKay Rippey, and with us from lovely La Jolla, California, is our certified show producer and the brains behind the business, Aurora. Hello, and I'm so excited to share today's interview with Jake Hollander, who talks about being a high school student with Lyme disease. But before we get into today's episode, we want to let you know about our Free Lime Ninja Brainwave Breathing Cheat Sheet. Some experts believe a big part of Lime Brain is the dissynchronization between hemispheres. And I notice in all my Lime patients that their blood oxygen levels are always a little bit low. What this all leads up to is the Lime Brain symptoms you are so familiar with. Problems accessing words and names, you forget things, can be easily confused, overwhelm, all that kind of stuff. Even word salad, where the words come out all jumbled. Brainwave breathing is simple and powerful. It's a technique to help clear brain fog. It's easy. Anybody can do it anywhere. And it works. Lime Ninja Jilouise B says this about brainwave breathing. Brainwave breathing helps me to mentally relax. It has a meditative quality, too, and definitely helps me focus. There really is no negative aspect to this technique. I even did it while driving my car. It may have looked a little odd, but who cares? Okay. If you want to get your free Brainwave Breathing Cheat Sheet and video training, pop on over to LimeNinjaRadio.com for the details. That's LimeNinjaRadio.com. Okay, Aurora, tell us a little bit about today's Lime Ninja, Jake Hollander. Jake Hollander is the son of Katina Macris, who's also been on this show. A senior in high school, Jake was diagnosed with Lyme disease and has had to take time off school to heal from several relapses. Currently, he's out on the West Coast perfecting his golf game and getting ready for college. Thanks, Aurora. Here is our interview with Lime Ninja, Jake Hollander. So tell me, when did you first get Lyme? Well, I was diagnosed in the fall, um, October October of 2013. But I think I actually got bitten in the uh, like early or early summer, uh, late spring of 2012. Um, that would have been just the end of my freshman year of high school. Um, I was then at the Winston School. I uh, shortly changed to the local public school Conval in my uh, town. In that year, I noticed that my health was declining. I was tired, like, like sleeping in classes a lot. I got, I got a, a lot like colds and sicknesses throughout the year. But it was like not a um, very, very uh, rigorous school, so I could kind of sneak by doing that. But then. Um, the next year for my junior year, I transferred back to Winchester, and that's when it really, really bothered me because there's a lot more academic and you're playing sports every day, so my body just couldn't handle it. So what happened to you, like physically? Um, for me, I, it started with drunk pain and flus for the first about six weeks, and then our annual uh, hiking trip on, on Mount Mananoc really did me in. I just, I was like, just exhausted. I couldn't continue. I, uh, um... Got like another flu, and then I was just wiped out. Like 
you know, I had trouble. Um, I had that exhaustion feeling, just that overall fatigue, trouble sleeping. So it was just, it, it wiped me out for a good six months. Wow. And so you have like the perfect mom to have Lyme disease. Yeah, really. So, uh, <laughs> my mom and doctor are both very knowledgeable about it, which is fortunate that we were able to, uh, at least for the, the first time around, recover uh, relatively quickly. Um, I was back playing golf come May, so it wasn't, uh, I didn't lose, I mean, I lost a little bit of time because I wasn't that year uh, in between freshman year and sophomore year didn't play much. But it was really just a school that really suffered. And you said you had to take like six months off from school? Right. I was on antibiotics until I think uh, like March. And then, I mean, I missed the entire year. But okay. I mean, I really didn't do anything for six plus months. Um, so, and then by, by the time the summer came around, that would have been 2014. I started playing golf again. That's when I got second in the uh, the state tournament um, for high school. But then in the fall, I had a, a small relapse. Um, or I, I should sorry, say the winter of 2015, uh, January until like April ish. Okay. A small relapse. So, what do so, you think caused the relapse? Um, to me, I think it was I went to Mexico for a family trip for Christmas. And I think I had a parasite that kind of caused a, uh, like a toxin buildup. Does that make any sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, it kind of just triggered a lot of the symptoms. Yeah. And made it, I'm not sure it was like a full, full relapse, but at least I definitely felt a lot of the symptoms and just really lethargic and again. And then, so what did you do to recover from that? Um, I, that one, I did a, uh, a more of a detox antibiotic called Wellcall for a while, which definitely helped. It kind of um, expunged the toxins from my system. Mm-hmm. So um, it wasn't like a full full antibiotic. It was more of a like a detox. So then, yeah, that that really helped clear up the symptoms. And now I'm pretty much. I think actually I am all three of it. So you feel like you're back 100 percent playing golf and yeah, definitely. I mean, this time last year, I did, there's no way to playing golf right now. It's definitely not walking 18. At like seven thirty in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, that's really to the line so far. I've never really had a uh, another relapse after that. That was, I guess, a year ago now. I first started, so. Yeah, well, one one relapse is enough. Yeah, really. Now, one thing that I'm curious about, and I know some of my listeners will be curious about, is from the perspective of a young person in school, like, what, what does Lyme do to you, you know, mentally, emotionally, socially? Because I know it's a totally different world than the adult world. It's really, it's, I mean, for me, the biggest thing was, like, I, I couldn't be with my friends, and a lot of them didn't really get it. They didn't like, they just thought I was lazy or didn't want to go to school because, you know, I was there one week and just not there the next. So it, it's really tough to like have your friends and peers that understand, like, it's not that I don't want to be here. I just, I can't. Like, I'd go to sports games during the weekend if I was up for it, but I just, I couldn't handle classes. So they would, you know, just think, oh, you're just lazy, I just want to try. Um, and then for another side effect for me was, uh, the, especially the second time around, the line really attacked my cognitive ability. 
So even doing work at home was like almost out of the question. I just I couldn't handle the course load or even just, you know, math was too hard for me. So being isolated and not being able to make progress was really um like it, it just felt daunting at the time. So how did you deal with that? Um I kinda had to take a step back and just understand that um Time heals everything in a way. So, you know, the time might be really tough to power through it and really, you know, just like it, it sucks the moment, suppressing, you know, you're at home alone and you don't want to do anything because just lay in bed, but, you know, just keep chugging through it. And then, you know, eventually there's always a greener pasture. Yeah. Do you think your work, uh, kind of concentrating and focusing on golf helped you in any way? It did and it didn't actually. It, it kind of, in a way, the, the, my mental um, acuity from golf helped me with the line, but then the line kind of sat my, you know, my strength away from the golf. So that next summer, I definitely had, you know, issues staying focused or issues uh, uh, playing well under pressure. And how did you rebuild those capacities? Um. I started doing some some like mental exercises like like uh, puzzles and, and Rubik's cubes and meditation, uh-huh. and that kind of helped me uh, kind of become more people with myself in a way. It allowed me to work with myself versus against myself on the golf course. Yeah, um, those are the biggest things, and yep. then also just understanding that you know not every day can be your best day, and just except that, you know, some days are better than others, or some days are worse than others. What kind of meditation did you do? Um, the, the one I, I liked the most, at least, was uh, you have, uh, I think, see, I use one raisin, but you, I guess you can use uh, three up to. You have to eat one raisin over the course of 20 minutes. But you can't eat it, you know, before the 20 minutes is up, or you can't eat it, like, at the end of 20 minutes. Uh-huh. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a pacing trick to help you stay, you know, focused in the moment for those 20 minutes and aware of you and your surroundings, um, but not being distracted at the same time. That's so cool. I've never heard of that one. I love it. Yeah. Um, and then also just basic breathing meditation, you know, focusing on your breath and your, trying to let your mind go blank. Yeah, just more of a traditional meditation. Yeah, yep. Exactly. And then, how about do you lift weights for golf? I do. I do uh, strength training and running and um, uh, uh, um, I'm blanking on the word uh, stamina exercises mm-hmm. and cardio stuff. So, um, for golf, it's tricky because you, you don't want to you don't want to overdo it with weight training. Yeah, it's all about getting more uh, toning than actually building. Uh-huh. So it's important to, you know, do um, lo- uh, low weights of high reps and high sets. Right. Now, were you able to do any of that with the lime, or did you have to stop completely? No, that, that, really, affected, that really affected me, the lime. I really, I would get extremely exhausted and busy quickly, and um, I had to stop immediately. Yeah. Did you ever try lifting weights while you were sick? I did uh, early on, and it was just... It kicked uh, kicked your tail? Yes. <laughs> it was, um, that's actually how I felt it the second time. I really felt it. I noticed, I noticed it was the same feeling that I had the first time I lined, and I kind of was like, wow, this is 
you know, not good. I should go back to my doctor. Huh. And is that like energy fatigue or muscle fatigue or mental or all of the above fatigue? What kind of fatigue? Both. It was really just, I would get shortness of breath. I would get kind of dizzy and lightheaded. I would just get like exhausted and then my muscles become, you know, just weak and sore. And I just, the weight would become heavier, they felt like. So. Wow, crazy. Yeah. It's like all of the above. Yeah, really. And so in terms of, so you did antibiotics, you did the, 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 the detox a second time. Did you use any alternative methods? I mean, did you go into yeah, saunas? What else did you do? Definitely used a lot of homeopathy and herbal supplements. Um, my mom and doctor are both very in touch with that. That's not a medicine. Um, along with, um, kind of like, I just, you know, find the warm weather, you know, vitamin D always helped me. Yep. And I noticed that early as my parents especially noticed over the I didn't always, um, my body didn't retain it the best in like vitamin form or drop form. So for me, it's always good to go to the sun to get vitamin D. And especially the first time around, that helped a lot. And the second time as well. Both times towards the end of the antibiotic cycle, I went to warm weather mm-hmm. out of the nature. And that definitely boosted my energy up. So being outside in the sun really helped you. Even though, even if I wasn't doing too much, it was definitely just the, the, the sun's energy helped. Yeah. Um, especially in New Hampshire in the winter, there's not much of it. So. <laughs> I, I'm in upstate New York, so I have some sympathy. <laughs> you know the struggle. Yeah. It, it gets Well, here we get lake effect to snow, too, so I don't know what you right. guys have up there. It just stays gray for about three months straight starting now. The sun comes back up in, uh, in sometime in March or April. Yeah. So you're you're familiar with that, <laughs> and then kind of in wrapping up here, what what advice do you have for a young person who either is is diagnosed with Lyme or has Lyme like symptoms? What? Um. So if you haven't diagnosed yet, get diagnosed. Uh, for me, I, when I first had, I'm like, no, this can't be Lyme. There's no way. It's definitely not Lyme. It's, you know, it can't be. But then when I got the diagnosis, it was like, all right, that was a su- surprise. At least we know what it is now, but I was very surprised. Um, and then once you get diagnosed, really, um, if you're, if you're a young person in school, if you can do work from home, that would be a big help. I know for me, I lost about two years of high school because I wasn't able to. Um, and then, Try to find avenues to keep you, like, preoccupied and, like, entertained and busy from home. So find maybe, you know, hobbies that don't require much energy. Maybe, like, I don't know, writing to keep your mind active or even, you know, puzzles. That was a big thing for me. And then um, if you can, you know, try to get out and see friends and family every now and again. Because definitely one of the biggest things is being isolated with Lyme. It really takes a toll on the on your psycho psychological uh mindset so for me that was something looking back i would have definitely done different and looking and moving forward is something that you know i recommend to people that have you know ailments that prevent them from doing everyday activities yeah really good advice terrific 
All yeah. right. I think, is there anything else that you, you want to add about your story that I forgot to ask or didn't ask? Um, I think that's all really, you know, lime, it can just be, it's a real grind sometimes. You just got to stick with it and understand that there's, you know, always a, a brighter day ahead. Yeah. You can get better, right? It is possible. Yeah. It is possible to get better. I'm impressed by how self-aware Jake is of his physical and mental well-being. I'm pretty sure I wasn't that self-aware when I was 18. I wonder if it's because he's an athlete. Well, first of all, to defend you a little bit, you're a pretty self-aware young lady when you're 18, and now <laughs> that you're older than 18. And yes, being an athlete, especially a mentally focused game like golf, is absolutely part of that. I find that when I'm coaching uh, women's lacrosse that at the collegiate level, that the athletes definitely have to pay attention to so many different things at a highly competitive level that uh, they learn to be self-aware because you do have to manage your emotions to be able to perform at a high level. So I'm sure that is part of it. Okie doke. If you need more Lime Ninja in your life, make sure you subscribe to us on your iPhone or iPad, and that way you won't miss out on great conversations like these. Also, please leave a review for us on iTunes. If you are listening on your iPhone, and we know you are, search for us on the podcast app. To search for Lime Ninja Radio, find the search icon at the bottom right of your screen, tap it, and type in Lime Ninja Radio. When the search is complete, you should see a big green ninja button. Tap on that. That'll take you to another screen. Tap the reviews button in the middle, then look for the write a review link below, and make sure to leave us five stars. Yes, we love five stars. Thanks, Aurora, and thanks for the PhD dissertation on writing a review in iTunes. It's not simple, but it really helps. Yeah, it isn't, but it really helps a lot. By leaving a review on iTunes, you will help more people find great information about Lyme disease. It just helps the search engines find us. Lastly, this podcast, matter of fact, any podcast, I think every podcast should have this as a feature, but this podcast in particular would not be complete unless we left you with the Lyme Ninja fact of the day. Did you know a team of ninjas created the World Wide Web using typewriters. Lime Ninja Radio is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized medical advice. Lime Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lime Ninja Radio and its guests. Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering any new treatment.